Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. I'm so glad we can be together looking at the Bible and talking about the Word of God. I, I am as well. We're jumping into 1 John chapter 3. We're getting through this book much faster than we did the gospel. I think it feels that way just because the chapters are a little bit shorter and the book itself is quite a bit shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's about 25%. We're going to be we're going to be running through this pretty quickly. But 1 John chapter 3, there's a ah, there's again so much great stuff mm-hmm. in this chapter. And this chapter has some I think some really difficult stuff. So we're we're going to be swimming in some deep waters this week, but I hope today to start with something that is just super encouraging, something that's just super uplifting. I want to talk about being children of God mm. today. That's that's where this chapter starts. I'm going to read from the ESV. We're going to go ahead and read the whole chapter today. Here's where it begins. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or knows him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who is of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's good and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. I think this is just such an uplifting chapter um, and a 
beautiful next step. As we were thinking about last week in the second chapter, the warning about not loving the world or the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We need to love God. The one who does the will of God abides forever. Mm -hmm. And then now here we are in the beginning of chapter three to meditate a little bit upon God's love for us and for us particularly because it begins by telling us we are children of God. And that is a manifestation, a demonstration of his great love. As we read chapter 2, as it's broken down in our Bibles, where the last section ended, verse 29, If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. And it's that Mm -hmm. comment about being born of God that leads into... Think about how that amazing, how amazing that is. Yeah. He says, if, if we, we know how righteous God is, and when you know that, you know that those who are following in his righteousness are born of him. And it's almost like this, oh, oh, that just, that just makes me think of something, John says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. We're children of God. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing? We're children of God. Okay, guys, look, think about the love of God that we get to be children of God. And I think that's exactly how we should see this as we're as we're coming into what what is chapter three for us. Wow. How amazing is that? We get to be children of God. Well, I I appreciate you making that connection there, because on the one hand, we learn in first John three, we're not exactly sure what that looks like. (laughs) To be child of God. But at the same time, we, we do get a sense of what that looks like. It looks like practicing righteousness. Yeah. It looks like abiding in the will of God and doing the will of the Father. Um, it we're looks going like to loving look his like other children. It looks like loving his other children, loving the brethren. Boy, that's another thing that came up in the reading, and maybe we'll talk about it more later this week. But that emphasis on loving the brethren. Yeah has been has been has been running through this oh yeah all the way back to what it means to walk in the light well recall when jesus was with his apostles he said i'm giving you a new command that you love one another as i have loved you mm-hmm. and the what made it new we talked about this um what last week was in chapter mm, yeah chapter two when we talk about the new commandment in in first john in chapter two he brings it up again but it's that idea that Loving one another is a new commandment, not because loving one another is new, but because the standard Mm -hmm. rather than love your neighbor as yourself, it's love one another as Jesus loves your neighbor, as Jesus loves your brother. So we've got that new standard and it just comes back in in full force in chapter three as it's as it's bringing together what it means to walk in the light, what it means to love your brother, what it means to be in righteousness, what it means to be abiding in Jesus, what it means to be abiding in God, this family notion that we have in God's family. When I think about the love of God, I often think in terms of what he did in Christ for salvation. A passage like John 3 and verse 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life or have eternal life. Uh, And that's a beautiful thing and something to rejoice. But blessing upon blessing, here when it talks about the love of God and the demonstration, it's that I'm a part of his family. Yeah. I'm a child of God. Right. I mean, I, I'm saved. I'm set apart. So in that respect, respect I think, okay, I'm, I'm saved to serve. I have a mission and a purpose. But I'm also saved to this relationship where I have a hope of inheritance and a joy to be in a family. Well, think about this. If you were in a kingdom, maybe the empire, even back here when this was written in the Roman Empire, it would be cool if the emperor says, I will let you be a part of my kingdom. Yes, it would. It would it's better to be a citizen than not. Right. But what if that citizenship said, but not only are you a citizen, I'm actually going to adopt you as my child. 
a child of the king. Yes, and that's that's what God is doing. He says, when you come into my kingdom, it's not ju- you're not just a citizen. You are a citizen. Mm-hmm. Citizenship is better than non-citizenship. But all the citizens are actually children. Mm-hmm. And again, I know that this is because there's multiple metaphors used to describe right. the, the, the church, the kingdom, the family of God. But how powerful that is with what love that he didn't just bring us in and say citizen. He didn't bring us in and say servant. He brought us in and said child, Mm -hmm. son, Mm -hmm. daughter. Well, let's talk for a moment about how we get to become this child of God. Well, to get into his family. Okay, here's here's what's interesting. I think that actually takes us back to. John's writing that we just finished. Okay. Because again, remember, I think this is a sermon that is anchored in and based on the eyewitness record of the Gospel of John. And if you recall where the entire Gospel of John started, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And he goes on to talk about the Word coming into the world. The life and the light came into the world. And then it says that he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Yeah. But... Everyone who received him, he gave to them the right to become children of God. Mm -hmm. The ones who believed in him, he gave the right right to to become become children of God. John, in this sermon, is anchoring back to that. But what I noticed there is he doesn't just say everyone who believed in him became children of God. Mm -hmm. He says he was given the right to become the children of God. What do you make of that? Well, one of the things I make about that is that we should not jump to a conclusion to say that uh, salvation is by faith alone or at the moment of a mere mental assent but that it is important to believe and to trust that we might become children of God, uh, that he came to his own and his own rejected him. I'm, I, I always marvel at the story of Christ coming into the world and the humility of that to see that even in Bethlehem there is no room. I mean, just rejected. And when he tries to preach in Nazareth, his hometown, they want to push him off a cliff. He is rejected. And ultimately it is the Jewish brethren, the, the crowds yelling, crucify him, crucify him to Pilate, and he is rejected. And so, yes, he came to his own and there is rejection. And yet his love, his grace, his mercy is greater than that because he still invites those people, all people, to come and to be part of his family. And so those who received him and believed in his name, as it Mm -hmm. says in John 1, not, oh, you've received him, you've believed him, now you're one of his children— but but this is this is what gives you the right yes. to become one of his children. So yeah. I believe Jesus. I, I know who he is. I accept who he is. I now have the right to become one of his children. Okay, now I need to become one of one his, of children. his children. I need to be born of him. Yeah. Now that reminds me of something else in John. Well, you know, it is it is John's writings that talk about being born again, particularly yeah. in John three. Right. Having that conversation with Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is very curious about that when the Lord told him, "You must be born again, unless one is born of." All right, excuse me, John three verse three. Most assuredly, I said to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. This was such a curious situation. Can a man enter into his mother's womb and be born again? And he said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we've got to have this rebirth. And I remember when we were going through John chapter three, that the rebirth is paralleled with a water birth, a birth of water and spirit, yeah. which, of course, immediately after that, John goes on to tell us about the baptizing that was happening from from John the baptizer and then Jesus', Jesus own apostles. Well. Yeah. And of course, 
it just the the connection there of birth of water and spirit. We I think when we were in John chapter three, we walked through just the entire biblical history of the water and spirit coming together. The world is born through mm-hmm. water and spirit. Yes. The world is reborn through water and spirit. The nation of Israel was born through water and spirit. So it doesn't surprise us to know that we are born through water and spirit. Then we get to Acts chapter two, mm-hmm. that very first gospel sermon after Jesus has been resurrected and the spirit has now come upon the apostles. That's They're right. speaking in tongues and the people are listening. And when that gets done and the people want to know what, okay, all right, we've killed the Messiah. What can we do? And Peter does have an answer for them. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's water and spirit come together as a new birth. Amen. And this is a demonstration of the love of God that we can be children of God. And so what is it that I learn about those who are reading this First John work? He says we are children of God. Yeah. Here's people who have received this word believed it, been baptized, they are children of God, even now. I can't help but notice a parallel that I think should really, I mean, it really gives me comfort, it excites me, it makes me want to rejoice, and just fills me with an incredible amount of joy. I think about Jesus came up out of his baptism, and I know there are certain differences between his and ours, but he comes up out of his baptism, and what does he hear? He hears the voice from heaven say, you're my son, Mm-hmm. In you, I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. And what we see as we piece all of this together, we may not have heard the voice of God and the, the sky may not have split apart. But as we are baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, we too are becoming sons and daughters of God. Yes, I understand our child, our childhood, our childship, however we want to say that, our being children is different than Jesus being the Son of God, but it's still that parallel. We have come up out of the waters, and we are children of God, and God is saying, that's, that's, that's my boy, that's my girl. That's right, and, and, we know what by his, and we know by his word that we have pleased him. We pleased him, and he's rejoicing. He's that's rejoicing. Right. What a great love it is that we get to be children of God. Lead us out, brother. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, today for the gospel. Thank you, Lord, as, as we read in 1 John 3 and verse 1, for your love, the love of the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Father, that we would be too humble to dare to take a, such a relationship or a title to ourselves, but that you offer it through the gospel. It is the most precious, precious gift. We thank you we can be part of your family through Christ, even today. And I pray for anyone here in this podcast that they have not yet, not yet become one of your children by faith and baptism, that, Father, you might make the way they would be baptized very soon and know the joy of the family of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.